0: everybody to the lock on Lakers podcast I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Pete Zayas Pete the Lakers our Los Angeles Lakers are 10 games above 500 right now
1: imagine that man it was the 2012 (laughs) season which was the year of the lockout it was a 66 game season Lakers won I think 41 and 25 that year last time they were 10 plus games over 500
0: I uh I I legitimately didn't feel like we'd ever get back here again. Like, there were some stretches where you were just like, we are doomed to watch this. Like, maybe at best they'll be an okay team. But they are legitimately good. Like, they didn't play very well
1: tonight. And they won against a yeah. team that very obviously wanted to beat them. Yeah. No, it was nice to get an ugly win. Uh, I thought AD put it well after the game. They kind of took the night off on defense. Yeah, And there were long stretches of intensity lapses in this game just as there were with atlanta i feel like they're kind of sneaking up on one of those losses to a Mm -hmm. team they shouldn't lose to might even be on friday if they play like this in okc they'll lose that game yeah so you know hopefully they don't need one of those to kind of line them back up again and get the intensity back up but hey man 12 and two and is 12 and two and i'll take it kcp even hit a clutch basket KCP was good. KCP has been pretty good for, like, several games now.
0: Yeah, even when he was, quote-unquote, bad, it felt like his mistakes were louder than his his actual play was bad, you know? Yeah,
1: he's also, like... He's kind of he's kind of an awkward dude too. And so people when they smell the blood in the water, it's just you know, feeding frenzy. Obviously he was awful on offense to start the season, but yeah, he's getting back on track. He's a solid solid guy. He's given us good minutes these last few games. Yep. All right, so the things we have to talk about
0: tonight. Uh Anthony Davis and LeBron James were running a ton of pick and roll. Mm, a ton pra- of it. Praise the Lord. Yep. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. We obviously have to touch on Kyle Kuzma's eye almost becoming dislodged. That was gross to watch mm-hmm. as that happened. Uh, Rajon Rondo felt like we got way too much of Rajon Rondo. That was just that was that was a lot of it, and not just like not just in sheer minutes, but in the moments that he was out there on the court, he always has the ball, and you know you really feel it when he's on the court. And then you know Vogel made a couple decisions late, but. While I kind of disagreed with them, I think there's a bit of an explanation for them. Uh, So we have a ton of stuff to get to. Let's start, though, with the positive. Uh, Like you said, Anthony Davis gets back on track, hit three of five uh, three-pointers tonight. I thought it all started with his feet. I thought his, his feet were set a lot more early in the shooting motion, and everything else kind of fell into place on his jumper. While he was taking it. Uh, but So that kind of that got everything going. And then I think the more, well, not more important point. Because if Anthony Davis becomes like a decent three-point shooter, the Lakers are really, really good. But the just as important point was the amount of LeBron and Anthony Davis pick and roll that we got. Uh, Frank Vogel said heading into this game that he wanted to get Anthony Davis on, on the move before he caught the ball. Um, and this felt like one of the ways to do that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he did a nice job with that. I, I've been wondering where that LeBron AD pick and roll has been. OKC is a team that doesn't switch very often on those. Mm-hmm. And so that may be why they went to that a little more often. But they were doing that. They were getting AD coming out of the corner on flex cuts, cutting toward the middle, which they've done a little bit, but they did it more in this game. They did so it a, at a least. few cross
0: cuts in the key.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah those those cross screens right there and yeah just getting ad the ball on the move it seemed to get him in a better rhythm he had a nice start i thought he had more legs in his jumper uh you're absolutely right his feet were set he was also just getting a little deeper in in his crouch you notice Mm -hmm. a lot of times when he's missed this season they've been short and yeah i I thought he did a nice job of really kind of stepping into his shot so uh really nice to see him get back on track and what was you know I think there
0: are still a few wrinkles to iron out with that pick and roll, because what they're kind of sort of doing is just kind of going under the screen on LeBron, and I think he only, yeah, he only hit two three-pointers tonight, both of them coming in the fourth quarter, so when teams go under the the screen on LeBron, and he's reluctant to shoot that three-pointer, it gets kind of wrinkly it gets kind of awkward that that pick and roll does uh so that's going to be something to see if he isn't going to shoot the three-pointer is there any other way to combat that strategy or you know do, do you think he's do you think he can eat up some of that territory before you know as as somebody goes onto the screen or is it just a matter of no man you gotta you gotta take the shot more occasionally than you've been willing to
1: I mean, he's got to take that shot. He's been shooting pretty well lately, but mm-hmm. yeah, there are sometimes where they'll go under the screen and he'll pass that up. He can eat up that space, but only if AD pops instead of rolling. Yeah. Because if he rolls to the rim, that means there are two extra bodies down there in the paint. It's just tough for LeBron to navigate, and then it becomes a crowded paint where, in that situation, then yes, he he's got to take those.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I where I land as well. It's just, and he's he's a fine shooter, you know, and actually. He's much more natural in, in that shooting motion than he is with catching and shooting or anything like that. Shooting mm-hmm. off of the dribble and kind of stepping back into that three-pointer. He's a lot more comfortable doing that than he is taking any other kind of three-pointer. So mm-hmm. It's the kind of thing you would think he'd be, he'd be willing to do a little bit more often. Um, any other LeBron AD notes before we move on to Kuzma?
1: No, I mean they just they carried the day on offense today. LeBron was kind of flinging the ball all over the court from a turnover <laughs> perspective. He had some. He almost had a quadruple quadruple I know. <laughs> yeah, it was unc- first player in NBA history to have a double, double against every team. Uh, Westbrook will pro- probably follow him soon because he hasn't had one against OKC for obvious reasons. But I, I just wanted to recognize a pretty incredible accomplishment by LeBron tonight.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Although. There were times where you felt like Russell was playing against OKC. That's my one note on, <laughs> on that stat. But yeah, I, no, I I was thinking about it. So I think the 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 official stat is that he's the first player ever to have it against 30 teams. Right? Is it that Magic didn't? I guess Magic never played against the Lakers.
1: So right, right. Magic never it, played against the Lakers, and Russell then played against. You had expansion in ninety. Wow, what was it? It was. 88, 89, and 89, 90. So, no, they, then Magic would have had the opportunity to get triple doubles against mm-hmm. them. But, yeah, then the, the Lakers wouldn't have wouldn't have been. And then you've got the Bobcats, right? Or the whatever. What the hell? Are, are they the Hornets now? Yeah. the. the <laughs> right. you they know, should just the, name them, like, the Charlotte Jordans. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what they are. <laughs> you know, this is the longest stretch in NBA history without expansion, I'd love to see some expansion teams coming in. I think there's. Oh, I, I, you and I disagree on that one. (laughs) Yeah, we'll have talk about that more at at another point, maybe. But uh, yeah, I I feel like there's uh, there's enough talent to go around to to support that. I'm I'm I actually go the other way. Get rid of What's like that? the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> we don't need them. we don't need that team because it means 180 dollars are free agents. So no, <laughs> there you go. Have have relegation like they have in the European See, soccer leagues. Now you're talking my language. Yeah. So if if the if the
0: NBA were to expand by like ten teams, right? Oh wow! Well, I'm not I'm not saying that. Well, no, no, no. So if they were to expand by like ten teams and then bring into account relegation, right? Or if you were to, like, have, like, G League teams be able to come up and play as an, as another NBA team, that'd be kind of fun as well. But relegation should—the Knicks shouldn't be in the NBA is what I'm basically saying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> they should at least have to earn their way back in.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right, let's take a quick second. When we come back, there's a lot of levels to this Kuzma-I thing. Uh, he was supposed to play in the set, or they said that he was— questionable to return in the second half, which is so effing Lakers. That's so... <laughs> and they handled that so... in such a Lakers fashion, but we're going to come back and talk about that here in a second. All right, we're back, and... Uh, Darius Basley can't, like, come to L.A. anytime soon, right? What happened? Well, he was the guy who almost poked out Kyle Kuzma's eye. Ah, yes. Yeah, that was, man, that was ugly. I, so I, at first we thought, so first, actually, I don't know, you watched, you watched the game from home, obviously, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so Jen and I are watching the game, and at first Jen goes like, oh my god, Kuzma, you flopped. Right. Because at Uh, first,
1: at first it looked like it didn't hit him. Right. Yeah. Right. Right.
0: We thought it was an elbow and then it looked like the elbow didn't touch him. So we were like, Oh, come on Kuzma. And then you like, they pan back to Kuzma and his effing eye is bleeding. (laughs) It's like eyeballs popping out of his Good one. Dr. Jen. (laughs) Right before then she was telling me about how she wants to be like the sole proprietor and start her own business. I'm like, if that's your (laughs) (laughs) diagnosis, better get some malpractice insurance. Oh man, I hope she doesn't listen to the show.
1: <laughs> me too, me too. You, you me, even more than you. <laughs> Love you, Dr. Jen. Sorry. So,
0: so Kuzma uh goes back to the locker room, uh, bleeding from his eye, uh, comes back out after halftime, and his eye is like he was barely able to open his eye. And anybody who was able to look at and see Kyle Kuzma clearly would have said, Yeah, he's probably not gonna play. So, of course. The Lakers say he's questionable to return. Do you think it's just like an existentialism like take that they
1: just keep offering? That we are all like, questionable all, to yeah, continue? We're all day-to-day. Day. We're all questionable. <laughs> Who knows what the future holds? Maybe they get Kuzma in eye patch and he comes out for the third quarter. <laughs> Uh that was that was you know, as, as
0: soon as you saw Kuzma, you, you probably knew right away, nope, he probably shouldn't play tonight. And even the Lakers the, like the God bless you, Lakers. But but no, they, they felt like they had to tell everybody that he was actually questionable. Um But moving forward though, for one thing, I I I thought the other kind of easy level to poke a little bit of fun at, not not like actually laugh at here, but Good lord, Lakers. Like every time any member of the Lakers, either young core or previous young core, however we want to define that group of players, whether it's Lonzo, Ingram, Kuzma, Russell, Randall, whatever. As soon as those guys start playing well, something happens and they, are, and they have to miss at least a little bit of
1: time here. Why? I, I don't know, man. It's the weirdest thing. And Kuz has been relatively healthy up until this point. This has been the first year where he's had some kind of weird stuff happen yeah. to him with the stress reaction in his foot. And now this, hopefully he doesn't have to mitch, miss, much time. I, I, you know, I know little to nothing about injuries in general and even less about eye, eye injuries. I just know <laughs> that he looked like, you know, a Goonies villain in, in, you know, when he came out for the third quarter. So hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully things work out. He came out saying baby root. <laughs> <laughs> no, I,
0: I I also, it's going to be interesting to see what actually shows up. They probably have to run some additional tests just to make sure, you know, the cornea was remains untouched. The eye is just, it's very delicate, and it doesn't take much for for something to go off. And for Kuzma, given the way he was shooting, like that, this is, other than hurting his shooting wrist, this is one of the few injuries that aren't you know, legitimately serious—that you definitely did not want to see from him because he had been seeing the basket so well. It was such a bummer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you? How do you think? Uh, do you think the way that Vogel handled the minutes in the second half, and especially in the fourth quarter, was indicative or any kind of a look forward as to how he's going to handle the rotation now with if if Kuzma misses time?
1: Yeah, a lot of. Three-guard lineups that I thought was interesting is a word for it. Uh, <laughs> Quinn Cook and Rondo playing together is a bad it idea. It was certainly a decision. Yeah. Yes, it was a decision. Uh, Dwight came out really early in the fourth. He didn't really play his normal minutes. Although JaVale came in and closed a game for the maybe the first time this season. Mm-hmm. And I thought that he... He was better than Dwight tonight, one of the few times this season where that's been the case. So I was fine with that. He took JaVale out uh, for at least a few possessions toward the end when the Lakers went small and tried to switch everything. Actually, I think JaVale didn't close. I think they did close with 80 at the five. Mm -hmm. But those three-guard lineups right those three guard lineups to me two of those guards have to be good defenders because you're good you get caught in so many cross match type situations that if it's like Caruso and KCP with Rondo okay you can live with that if Kuz is going to be out but like Quinn Cook and or if Avery Bradley's healthy right mm-hmm. if he's one of those guys you can go small but Cook and Rondo together man you're just asking for it and I don't think it's any coincidence that Dennis Schroeder cooked the Lakers tonight
0: Cook is almost unplayable if he isn't hitting wide-open three-pointers. Bro, those shots. That's why he's here, is to make those shots. Yeah, it, it it's really – and it was those kinds of open shots that just absolutely brutalized the momentum. <laughs> like it was mm-hmm. – you the ball rotates over to him. The Everybody in Staples Center is ready to erupt. It rotates over to Quinn Cook. He shoots it wide-open. And, you know, it, I mean, they weren't missing by much. They weren't, they weren't missing. You know, they weren't, it's not like right out of his hand. You said shit, but it was, it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was, you know, they're missing. And, and at the end of the day, it's a make or makes league. And, and if Quinn cook is going to be out there, same goes for Troy Daniels. Frankly, if either of those mm-hmm. guys are going to play any minutes and they aren't hitting their three point shots, they don't need to play.
1: No. Th- and those type of threes are with this Lakers team playing, You know, some of the worst, you know, your OKC's Atlanta and teams like that, they're trying to win these games by conserving as much energy as possible in the process. Like LeBron and AD both played 37 minutes in this game. And those type of shots are there was one where the Lakers were up nine. It was actually back to back possessions or two possessions very close to each other where Lakers were on a bit of a run. They'd opened it up to about nine. And the idea with when you've got a really good team that's trying to, you know, not have your foot on the gas pedal the whole time is you've got these little six minute stretches and we've seen this Lakers team do this where you go on a 24 to six run and mm-hmm. now the game's over, right? That's, those are the type of shots that you got to hit in order for that to happen. That nine point game becomes a 12 point game. They call a timeout. You got a couple more possessions. It's up to 16 and now that's your ball game. So yeah, cook with, we, with, the weaknesses that he has in so many other areas just has, has to hit those shots. Him and Daniels have both been a disappointment in that respect.
0: Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been kind of tough to watch, frankly, like, this is going to sound insane, but I had more confidence in KCP hitting, knocking down that three pointer that he shot late in the fourth quarter than I've had with Quinn Cook or Troy Daniels hitting out and knocking down any of the wide open three pointers mm-hmm. that they have had mm-hmm. this season. That's probably not going to speak well to, to their chances of playing much moving forward. Um, yeah. Let's take another quick second here. When we come back, I want to talk. We've kind of alluded to some of the, the, the decisions that Vogel made. I do think there's a there's a there's, there's an explanation uh, that extends beyond this game, and it's a point that you and I have made on, on a couple of different occasions regarding some of the decisions that Vogel has made this season. So There's an explanation uh, that extends beyond this game, and it's a point that you and I have made on, on a couple of different occasions regarding some of the decisions that Vogel has made this season. So, let's take a quick second. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about Frank Vogel. Today's show is brought to you in part by my bookie Pete. You are now covering the NBA at large a little bit for mm-hmm. the Athletic. Uh, the Lakers do not have a game tonight or tomorrow night by the time or whenever people happen to be listening to the show. So we're going to we're going to test your NBA
1: knowledge for oh today's boy. my bookie bet of the day. I am about to get so exposed with this job. I can't believe they gave me that gig. I, I just watch Laker games. I will I can make it up, though.
0: <laughs> Look, man, I host the National NBA Show, too. If anybody
1: has ever been <laughs> likely to be exposed, it's the guy you're talking to. I feel like I'm, like, parachute dropping, like, into, like, different teams' worlds for, like, four or five days. And then, like, all right, see ya. Anyway, yes, I'm, I'm, let's get our MyBookie bet in and see how I go down in flames uh, even before it starts. <laughs> As a
0: reminder, head on over to MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA to double your cash input if you're a first-time user. Uh, again, that's MyBookie.ag. It's the fastest way to get your bets in. They have live betting. They have everything that you would want, not just with basketball but with the NFL. Uh, there's just a, it, I can't speak highly enough of uh, the the way that my bookie has put themselves together, especially given the influx of betters that you see nowadays. It's pretty impressive that they haven't missed a beat. Uh, so I'm looking around at the bets that we could be possibly making. So you got Utah in Minnesota as a pick 'em. You have Houston. Only getting uh, two points in Denver, I think that's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boston is a pick'em against the Clippers, which that, I think that might be Paul George and Kawhi's first game together. Mm-hmm. So that one, let's focus on that one. Clippers, Clippers are going to win that game. You think so? Yeah, I think so too. Let's make it the my bookie bet of the day. Especially if Kawhi and Paul George are playing in a home game for their first game
1: together. Yeah, like all all dozens of Clippers fans will be <laughs> rocking in Staples Center just to see that for the first time. It's a, it's a good a Tens bet. of people. Tens of people. <laughs> it's like the Arrested Development.
0: There's dozens of us. The Never Nudes. That's right. There's yes, dozens right. of us. Uh, That's a good bet. I'm with you on that one. The Clippers take down the Celtics uh, for the MyBookie bet of the day. Again, that's MyBookie.ag. Use promo code LOCKEDONNBA to double your initial investment into the app. Again, MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. So this was bound to happen. I went on uh, the Lake Show with Harrison, the weekly pod that we do for Silver Screen and Roll, and sang Frank Vogel's praises. Just praised him up and down, said, I don't have any real complaints thus far. Lobbied him as an early Coach of the Year favorite, given everything that was going on uh, heading into this season. And, of course, he played (laughs) Rajon (laughs) Wando. To close out this game against the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, it was it was it was I jinxed myself on this one. It's my bad, but I do still think let's let's get to the gripes themselves and then explain them. I think later. So how did you feel? I the one concern I had with Vogel was that he would rely too heavily on Rajon Rondo. Once the minutes restriction was lifted, not just in terms of the minutes, the total number of minutes Rondo played, but also in terms of the way that the offense looked with Rondo on the court in those minutes. How did you feel about that aspect of the game?
1: I was actually fine with how Rondo played tonight. I think we may disagree with this a little bit with Mm -hmm. Avery Bradley hurt and with Cook and Daniels not able to throw a pee into the ocean. Yeah, somebody has to play. Right, with Kuzma getting his eye poked out, basically. Like, I, and. The one thing I do find a little weird is Danny Green at 21 minutes. Yep, I would love to see him. He he's strangely never played 30 minutes per game in a season, which is kind of a surprising stat considering how what an effective player he is. Mm-hmm. But I'd love to have him up in the high 20s there. But by and large, I was I thought Rondo had a really good stretch in in the second quarter. I didn't think his like he he had some defensive issues for for sure, but it was you know no worse than than Quinn Cook when he he was out there right. i just think they had kind of a numbers issue like so many of their best players right now are front court guys and you know with bradley out with cook and daniels playing as they have been i was okay with it what, what did you see out of him that like is this just rondo irritates you so you see the worst in him or was no. there something you saw in tonight's game
0: it's just a lot of rondo on the ball especially in the lebron rondo minutes like those those – those, like if there is – if I am going to cop to like a Brando just annoys me kind of bias, those mm-hmm. are the minutes that really brings it out of me because when, when LeBron is on the court and you have stretches of possessions, multiple possessions where – Rondo was dribbling the ball for half the possession, and then, okay, LeBron, try to make something happen. That isn't actually lightening the load in the way that people seem to hope that Rondo lightens the load for LeBron. Now, what I did like about Rondo uh, tonight, especially while he was playing with Caruso, was the way that they pushed the pace. I thought that was Mm -hmm. huge. I thought that was Mm -hmm. incredibly huge because while we might think that running up and down the court... Actually taxes players out. It it, those are easy
1: baskets. Those are the easiest minutes you have in the game when you are running because there is not a lot of physical contact. That's Mm -hmm. what really wears guys down. Is all the these are like huge dudes banging up against huge dudes, and that's going to wear on you. Yeah, so I like that about his game.
0: I just think in the half court, and look, this is not something that I expect to see fully sussed out right from the get go with Rondo. He missed a lot of time and. If Rondo and LeBron are going to work together, it's not going to be figured out, especially given how bad we saw it last season, right? Like It was legitimately and objectively awful last season. So that's not something that if it is going to be figured out, it's not going to look like that on the first game after Rondo comes off of his minutes restriction. It's just something that... It is something that has to figure it out, get figured out, though. If those guys are going to play together, I don't like the idea of Rondo having the ball so much when LeBron is also on the court.
1: It, it's funny you say that because I found myself in large stretches when Rondo wasn't on the court, just saying to myself like. LeBron LeBron has the ball too much and LeBron yeah. was looking kind of annoyed at his at his teammates for you know there were a couple of times where someone set a screen in the wrong place or but just the like having him bring it up the court every time I, I think that's something that LeBron appreciates like it's the 14th game in yeah. mid to late November like 37 minutes of lebron having to handle it every possession and yes does rondo record scratch possessions does he dribble the air out of the ball yes yes and yes the problem is that we don't have anybody other than rondo from a guard perspective who can really handle the ball and take off lebron's you know workload Mm -hmm. so if we can acquire somebody else at some point i will be banging the rondo should not be playing this much or at all drum much louder but just for now just in terms of like lightening the load on lebron yes there are some possessions where he has to bail out a position at the end of it but not to have to you know, bring the ball up court and just make the whole play happen in the first place. I think, I think LeBron appreciates that. I, re, I really do. And until the Lakers address that with a different guard, I think Rondo for better, for worse is going to, and he was a plus six. It was tied for best on the team with LeBron in today's game. I, like he was fine. He had 10 assists, eight mm-hmm. points, sh- didn't shoot well. But um, I, I just think that's, that's the reality of this roster. I would, I would like to see what a LeBron and Rondo pick and roll looks like. And they've run it a few times. They did it against Phoenix and look good. Like LeBron is a big man in a big man role yeah. is usually a, a good, you know, th- that's something where he can play make without having to be the only playmaker. So I- I'm right there with you on that.
0: Yeah, I, I, I just, it's like I said, I, for one thing, I know we are not going to reach a point unless an acquisition is made that Rondo doesn't play. I also know that we aren't going to reach a point where Rondo and LeBron don't play at some point together because LeBron seems to really want that. Right. My thing is now let's figure out what the best version of that looks like and I don't think the best version of that is Rondo dribbling the air out of the ball the way that he did for for stretches of the game while those guys were playing together. So but, what do you, what do you suggest Anthony? What do you mean? I I I just said I would like to if those guys are on the court together, I would like to see mm-hmm. I would like to see more LeBron and Rondo pick and roll. Oh, for my one bad thing. My bad. And then and then the other thing too is Look, again, I know this runs contrary to the player that Rajon Rondo is, but he has to be more willing to take wide open catch and shoot three pointers. He just has to. Mm -hmm. And, and, yeah, there were a
1: few of those, man.
0: Yeah, I think if you, if you get those two things, I, I still think it's, it'll wind up being a net negative combination on the season. But if you get those two things and, and those two things get kind of ironed out you it's less of a negative. it's 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 at least so little a negative that it's explicable that LeBron would want to continue to go back to that yeah uh, yeah no that's fair. I also want to but let's let's broaden our scope on this to to wrap this thing up. The decisions that Frank Vogel made specifically, not just the fact that JaVale was better than Dwight because I agree with you on that point, but also, like sticking with JaVale as long as he did and bringing Rondo back into the game and, and, frankly, continuing to play like a Quinn Cook despite his shooting woes. Like, one of the points that you and I have made throughout this season is that with this team, with this version of the Lakers, it's not just about winning the individual game that they're playing. It's not just about coaching for that specific moment. It's also coaching in order to build a foundation so that as the season goes along, those guys that you need to rely upon, and if the Lakers don't make any acquisitions, they need Quinn Cook to hit shots. They need Troy Dan. One of those guys needs to be able to hit shots, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, JaVale can't get checked out over the course of the season. Rondo, given the, the amount of respect that he has from LeBron and AD, has to get minutes and they have to be their ber- their best version of themselves in those minutes. So while it's really frustrating, I think, to see the way that those guys were used, at, especially at the end of the game, I think that's another example of coaching for the season and not just this specific game.
1: Yeah, no, that's exactly the case. They need cook to step up. They need Daniels to step up. I think cook is more cause he can handle the ball a little bit. He can pass mm-hmm. a little bit. He provides something, uh, you know, in that, in that respect outside of shooting. But it, just as you brought up with JaVale, we've seen JaVale come around. We've seen KCP come around. This is the nature of role players. It's just we are 14 games into the season now, like 17% into the year. Mm-hmm. And I'm just waiting for – I think Quinn, Quinn Cook had a really good game against the Bulls mm-hmm. in that comeback. But, man, they have been few and far between. And so, we, I, I get the decisions that Vogel that is making, and I don't want him to tighten up the rotation yet. But – in some ways, there there are enough guys struggling at the same position, along with an injury in Bradley, where his hand is forced a little bit. That's why I'm not like super frustrated about 27 minutes for Rondo, because I at least understand, even though, if that's not what yes, I would. Somebody done. has to play. <laughs> right, right, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, it's it's an interesting concept that uh, I don't think gets enough attention from from. You know the people from the coverage or analysis of a team is that it's not just about coaching for any individual game. It's about understanding, given the way the roster is constructed right now, what you need from certain guys. And if you completely ditch those guys altogether, you're never going to get that from them. And, and it's right. important that they it's, it's it's important that they get something from those guys. Quinn Cook probably should ditch the uh, the braids. Yeah. I'm very superstitious yeah. and regarding shooting. I'm very superstitious regarding shooting. And he, for one thing, I can't recognize him out there. I thought he was Troy Daniels.
1: Yeah. there was Gosh, there was somebody he looked like where I was like, that guy's not even on the team. But yeah, right? no, know. He looks like a different dude with the, with the braids. <laughs> he just helped me out here. I,
0: I couldn't recognize him for stretches of the game. And he was missing shots. Let's so just get rid of the braids and, and go back to the old hairdo. All right. Again, Lakers win a fun one. Uh ugly one, weird one, but all the same, they pick up win number 12 compared to loss number 2 and uh they're 10 games over 500 for the first time in damn near a decade. So this is fun. We have a uh, we have a couple days off before we get back to action again Friday night against OKC. So If you have any questions, send them in the form of a five-star review. I'll probably have a guest here uh, to talk about the OKC matchup, seeing as uh, the Lakers play them back-to-back. So uh, look forward to that. But for now, have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else's. We'll talk to you tomorrow.